What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Talk Punch, the place where we talk about all those nerdy things that you love to talk about. Thanks so much for joining us. While you're here, make sure you go ahead and like and subscribe, as well as hit that notification bell so that you'll be notified whenever a new episode, just like that, whenever a new episode comes out every Wednesday at noon to see what we're talking about, kind of like this week's topic, we're having a conversation about comedies. So I'm Brody Hansen, hey. joined here, as always, by Charlie Hickman. Charlie Hickman, how are you doing? Brody, I am doing well. Can I just say that? Uh, I, I, we, we went out with the fam, did some hiking on a trail. Nice. And my boys have been, my boys have been having this like week long Mario based argument. It's great. Okay. It's just, it's beautiful. I, I, I even started recording some of it just because it's, it's, uh, reminds me so much of my old, uh, conversations with Tudong about like, Batman versus Superman and things like that. You know, just like unsolvable problems. Sure. So, but this this latest one is: Would Mario from uh, Mario Maker be able to defeat the Mario from Mario Odyssey in a fight? And the Mario from the Mario that, Maker. Yeah, versus okay. the Mario from Mario Odyssey in a battle. Who would win? Uh, and so this is this is maybe one of my favorite uh, of their philosophical arguments, and just to hear like the way that they spiral into these different scenarios. Well, I would just bring Luigi with me, and then I'd be able. Well, but then I'm making the level, so you know you can't go. You know, and then they're just kind of going back and forth. Hmm. And my favorite part was when my 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 oldest said, "It's like what Dad was saying when he was talking about who would win in a fight versus Batman and Superman. The Mario from Mario Maker's like Superman." And the Mario Odyssey is more like Batman and everybody knows Superman would win. So it was, it felt great to be quoted and such, <laughs> such flawless logic because obviously Superman would, could literally just blow and Batman would be on a different planet on which he could not breathe and he would be dead so quickly. Charlie, did you not much see of a fight. Batman v Superman? Oh gosh, I did. I actually had to go to some PTSD classes afterwards because I was so traumatized by how horrible of a film it was. You obviously oh my didn't gosh. see the ultimate cut, Charlie. Martha! Martha! I, I, I will tell you that, that I showed my kids the ultimate cut here uh, about a month ago or so. Oh my gosh. You know, I, you know I'm going to call CPS on you. It, that is it actually cool. It actually was don't, a bit don't better. Don't say it. It was, it was better than the theatrical. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, hey, bro, I could hold on I've to got that. Some... Give me that. It was better Damn than it, I the got, theatrical. I, I'm going to make you a delicious turd sandwich. And instead of just eating the turd, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bake some focaccia bread, put a little a little garlic aioli on there, some lettuce. I'm going to put a real vine-ripe tomato, some avocado, and then you can eat this delicious turd sandwich. And you can talk to me how, how much better it is. That's the regular turd. But you know what? You're still eating a turd, bro. It's still a turd. But it's better than just a turd, Charlie. <laughs> I, I, I will, and I, I've said this phrase before, but never have I meant it more than in this moment. I will have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a zero percent chance that I will be watching. So. Oh, well, that for those makes of you me laugh. See a... <laughs> which, which brings us to our topic tonight of comedy. Oh my goodness! Now, all right, all right. Now we we'll get back. As, to now, as, no. as Charlie and I were thinking about topics to come up with. We came up with the topic of comedies. So we could do our top 10 comedies. Uh, could have done it. 
we could have a kind of history of you know comedies and, and how they've kind of oh, evolved yeah. over time and, and great we, idea we kind of decided that we wanted to kind of mesh a lot of these different formats that we've done together nice. into just kind of a, a conversation meshing. where we can talk about some of our favorite comedies whether That's those good. comedies you know do some of those hold up are some of the comedies that we watched as kids kind of best left in the past you know, and how do, how are we seeing comedies pop up now? Are are we seeing more comedies? Are we seeing the comedy genre just kind of get melded with other genres? So there we go. So Charlie, Brody, what are some of your favorite comedies? Just off the top oh. of your head, off the top of your head. <laughs> well, bro, I tell you, I tell you, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to give you a, a top ten or anything like that. No, nope, because that would have been a top to end, ten comedies. That would have been a top ten, right? That's been not what we're doing. To, that's not what. That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. But to answer that question, it really depends on which section of my life we're talking about. Okay. Because more so with this than in any of the other genres, uh, my taste in comedies has evolved as my life has evolved, and I think, like, that's probably largely true for everyone. Uh, you. You know, there's things that you find funny as a kid and then you kind of you get into your teenage years and and suddenly these teen comedies are more appealing because it represents the life stage you're at. And and then you get to my age and the last thing in the world I want to do besides like it's like Batman versus Superman, a new cut of that for any particular reason. And then a teen comedy real close, even the ones that I saw, like Breakfast Club and things, you know, the John Hughes stuff, which is great. It's great. I just have no interest in it anymore. I just. I'm sorry. I don't care who goes to the prom with who and, and, and who's who the dramatic ending to a love story for 17 year olds that will end essentially with them breaking up almost guaranteed <laughs> in, within the next two years. I don't care who gets laid or who scores the drugs. I just have no interest in fake IDs and who is throwing the party while their parents are out of town. So, but there was a time, there was a time where that stuff was really like, intriguing to me and i did enjoy my fair share of those so look i i just gave you a long non-answer you sure so did welcome. you sure did so uh, give, okay. give me a, give me a time period okay how about how about give me a time, i haven't done this in a while give about, me a time period there you go there you go okay the, the official talk talk punch uh hand <laughs> gesture all right hey we got t-shirts coming by the way soon so okay uh, and so, I'm, so, and I'm, so so how about how about as a child? What were some of your as a child favorite right, back on comedies track. as a child? No, so and so uh, we're good. talking like okay, let's say maybe like in the eighties. Eighties, what a great genre! Um, so like, like, is Back to the Future a comedy? Is Ghostbusters a comedy? That's kind of the thing with comedies, right? Is that pretty much any movie is going to have humor? Unless right. it's, you know, just a, a, a drama that is just out to make you sad, and that's it. Pretty much any mo any other movie is going to have some sort of humor, whether it's an action movie or an adventure movie. You know, Indiana Jones had humor. I wouldn't call it a comedy, though. Um, right. Back to the Future probably leaned more into the comedy. I would say it's a comedy adventure. Sure. So, well, just 
just to highlight a few. I mean, besides Bad to the Future, Ghostbusters, like Bull Durham was end of the 80s. I absolutely loved Bull Durham from the moment that it came out, even though I was too young to get a lot of the um, discussions. Uh, well, just, you know, some of the, the, the things that they were, the depths of what they were actually talking about. You know, a lot of the sex stuff was flying over my head and the maturity of it. But there was baseball and the baseball stuff was great. And, I, and anything baseball to me then was just absolutely intoxicating. So I just loved that movie and, and continued to grow to, to be more fond of it. Uh, as I got a little bit older, um, you know, things like uh, uh, Spinal Tap was like 1980, but I didn't sure. see that until until the 90s. Yeah. So I don't know if that counts because I get, it doesn't count because even though it was an 80s film, I did not see that as a child. Uh, big, big. I liked a lot. Tom Hanks. Oh, sure. Um, uh, Airplane was really funny. I enjoyed Airplane <laughs> quite a bit when I was a kid. Uh, have you have you have you watched that like as an adult? Uh, yes. Uh, it's, what'd you what'd you think? How did how that hold up for you? It's been a couple years. Um, <laughs> it's you know I think that Airplane is one of those ones that I think I have fonder memories of, and I think there was a time and a place for Airplane. Um, it's not something that I think I would recommend to. To people that have never seen it before, who are maybe in their thirties or so, if they're if they were like, "Oh man, I've never seen Airplane," I don't know if I could really recommend it. I I don't know the, if the it's only reason hold, held up that way. The only reason to do it is just to show people that you used to be able to smoke on an airplane. I can't even fathom that in my mind oh, that people would light up a cigarette in a cabin and there'd be a non-smoking section somehow With on like this like. I. <laughs> It's like absolutely absurd to me that that was a real thing, uh, but yeah. So I mean, you can you can show them what what life. Uh, this was this was a different a different world here in 1980. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I try to show my wife the Naked Gun, which was a 1988 Leslie Nielsen vehicle. Yeah. Uh, and I loved I, as a kid, but haven't watched it in a long yeah, time. Yeah, you know, a lot of that's that really like slapsticky um, comedy stuff like the yeah it, like the i don't know it it's fine like it, it maybe those are best left in the era that that we saw them when we were young sure uh because as much as she wasn't enjoying it i was kind of like hmm, i'm not sure i do now the baseball scene that was great <laughs> when they're showing the bloopers and like the tiger eats the guy the guy's head comes off like that's good stuff all the, the just just watch the baseball sequence and then and then that's all you need everything else you can kind of there's some great moments. The safe sex were in their, their full body condoms. There's, there's, there's some condoms. there's some great there's some great moments. You know, All right, you know, I, you talk me back into it. And I, I I think that something like that, along, you know, with airplane, those were all the Zuckers, right? Is that them? Yeah. Zucker, yeah. And they and they had some real clunkers. Oh, oh boy. They yeah, they did, didn't they? Didn't they do like uh, look, at least to me. I I don't know. Um but yeah, so those were those were really funny as a kid. I haven't really re-explored them as uh, a, a middle-aged man with with kids. You know, I I would like to think that I could watch them and it would still be as funny. I just don't know if if I could, if I would think it was funny. And it, is it best left in my memories? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably. 
Um, yeah, so so for me, for the 80s, you know, I you mentioned Ghostbusters. You know, I think Ghostbusters is... And, and that kind of is that cross-genre where we get a little bit of comedy with a little bit of horror, you know. But that's one that... I think it's one of the few mo- few comedies that I think does hold up that I think you can watch now and people can explore now in the 2020s and still enjoy. Um, you know, I when I was a kid, like some of the National Lampoon vacation movies, I really liked. Um, you know, I watched the, the Christmas Vacation here... Not this year, two years ago. It wasn't quite what it was when I was a kid. Um, I know it made it onto my Christmas list of of favorite Christmas movies, you know, and and part of that might just be nostalgia. But when I when I watched it, there was there was some moments where because I was watching it with my kids, especially where I was kind of like. Uh, like, you know, the pool scene where they, they, they <laughs> laughed when she took off her bathing suit and said like, oh, that you're not supposed to do that. Um, uh, and I just, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Don't, you know, you have to keep your bathing suit on when you go swimming. Um, and then other parts, they were just <laughs> bored and other parts they just didn't enjoy. Yeah. I, I don't know that, I don't know that that's going to be like a, a regular in my house. Um. And then things like Caddyshack, you know, kind of the... Ooh, I do like Caddyshack. That was the 70s. Was that? Was that the 70s? I think it was 78. No, I'm not. Oh, no, it was 1980. It was 1980, excuse me. You know, Caddyshack, Coming to America, you know. um... Fletch was funny. Fletch was good, yeah. Yeah. Um, Three Amigos. Boy, I haven't seen oh, Three Amigos. Amigos. Loved. Yeah, I haven't seen Three Amigos in a long time. I don't know if Three Amigos would hold up. Held, hold up. Um, you know, how would? <laughs> can, can I tell? Yeah, please do. Can I tell a quick Three Amigos story? Absolutely. So I, I was talking to to my a couple of guys from my old band, Chris and Chris and Greg. We'll, just call, we'll call them Chris and Greg to protect their identities. Okay. Uh, and I was telling the story of how when I was a kid, uh, I walked into the theaters because and and Three Amigos was on, and I was. And I watched it, uh, the, you know, the, the, from like basically the middle on to the end because it was like a, du- a double feature, you know, the old school double oh, feature yeah. where you pay for one and then stay, stay for a, stay sure, for a, sure. a duel. And there's there's a moment where there's this airplane that flies by and one of the characters says it's a male plane. And they're like, how can you tell? And then Martin Short, because of the little balls. And they and then he just starts laughing and the other characters looking at him like he does. And and I just remember thinking, I. I, I just don't know what that means. I don't understand the joke. I don't understand what's funny. It wasn't until like, you know, a couple of years later, I was like, oh, I see what they did there. And then there's this pause on the phone. And my friend, let's call him Chris, is like, I just got that joke just now. <laughs> He's like, I like I was this year's old. When I <laughs> so so this this mystery has lingered in his mind since his childhood, and and I was just telling the story about how it lasted in mind for a couple of years until I was like you know six or seven, and then understood or whatever, and then he's like, oh, ding ding. Uh, so yeah, anyway, that's my three amigos story. Have you did you watch Have you watched Big with your kids? Big. No. Yeah, with Tom Hanks. No. So for those of you who have not seen Big. 
uh, it's the story of a child who goes to this like machine. Is it Zoltan? Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's uh, like a carnival it? fortune teller. Uh, and and he wishes to be big, and all of a sudden he's an adult in this adult world doing all these adult things, including at some point sleeping with a woman, so which weird. was There's... super like weird and just didn't it didn't feel weird to me as a kid. But as an adult watching that with my kids, when like he started at the age of my 10 year old who all of a sudden was transformed into an adult and then was like sleeping with a girl, you're like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird, it was like a really weird part of the plot line. I don't know. It was, it just, I don't know. Anyway. Or when he first yeah. becomes big and wakes up in the house and is in, is in underwear and then runs through the house in underwear. Can you imagine the poor mom? Yeah, terrifying. It's right? just um, a man that you don't know in his underwear running from upstairs. Oh my gosh! Like, there's <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> you can't. So. You just can't think. Of, you can't think too too deeply on these movies. I guess is is the moral of the story. We'll talk. I guess we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So so the '80s, I think, had some good movies. Some movies. Yeah, some great movies. That sure. Yes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Come on, Steve. Anything Steve Martin was in was just like. Have you watched The Jerk? I have. Like lately? No, I have not. Oh, it and, I, and I'm not sure how well it's held up. It but. does. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But um, when I was like seven, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that that's one that that could probably stay where 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 we left it. Um, sure. Sure. Which I think, you know, is is a valid question with with most comedies. Um, are they kind of yeah. best left in the era that they came out? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, like a like an, a, something like Plain Strange and Automobiles would be a tough one to show the kids because they just be confused the whole time why they didn't just pull out their cell phones or iPads <laughs> and just like why why didn't they just book a hotel room on the computer, Dad? What are they doing? Like why? Are, why are they? Why is it so difficult for them to get from one location to the other location? I don't. We call an Uber. What are they doing, Dad? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like no, no, pay phones and stuff. This is a real thing. We used we used to have to like pull off the road to call somebody oh, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> this was a real problem. Sure. I, I I remember there were times where I didn't have twenty cents to make a phone call, and I had to ask strangers for dimes <laughs> just so I could make a phone call. Like. Hey, Hey, like I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm trying to call someone. I don't have any change, please. And Some, you know, someone like, paged me, paged me with a nine one one, and I don't know who it is. Can I please have a, a dime? Please, sir. May I, may I bum a dime off you to make this phone call? Oh, back when people carried change. Gosh, it was so much easier to like create conflict of like just plot devices back in the day of like like whether it's horror movies or you know travel movies of like the complexities of just doing everyday tasks. It's like the infomercials they try to do now. Like, has this ever happened to you? And a guy's carrying like three buckets of water to wash his car. And he's like, oh no, you know, water's <laughs> flying everywhere. Like he couldn't just, you know, carry one bucket, but no day to day tasks are impossible. <laughs> right, anyway. anyway. <laughs> oh. Okay, so how about so, so the nineties? So yeah, so so how about like teenage time, nineties? You you and I were hanging out in the, in the 90s, we were so we we saw a we fair did. amount of comedies together. Um, how, so what what me, were some the of the highlights for you in the nineties? 
So like when Harry Met Sally was an 80s movie, it's my all time favorite, but I didn't see it until the 90s okay. and fell in love with the rom-com genre in general. Uh, and anything that Billy Crystal was in was just, you know, you, if you've watched, you know, uh, there's, a, there's actually a drinking game that's been invented to go along with this podcast. Every time I say Billy Crystal, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta hit a shot. So uh, <laughs> people out there getting, getting, a, getting a little wasted right now because Billy. Uh, but I, I, I loved the rom-coms of the '90s. Uh, Jerry Maguire, some of the, you know, just like just there was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. Uh, there always are, but you know, I was more engaged into that idea of people falling in love. But for me, like Clerks was like the game changer for me. You know, I was in high school. I was a theater kid, and just this movie that was just people talking and they were having the conversations that I was having with my friends <laughs> that I thought were really funny and really entertaining. But I just Star didn't Wars think Janitors. anybody else. Yeah, like these are like like it was like he was watching me and and my buddies and just like writing down stuff, and then all of a sudden there it is in this movie and it's like whoa and people like it and people think it's funny, uh, and that really kind of like, you know I I I, I wrote things back in, when I, in my younger days little screenplays and little fun things and uh, that was like just people's lives and then just having like witty dialogue and banter and conversations about interesting things I just thought that was really fascinating to me then. Does it hold up like in terms of it's been it's been done it's been done better since clerks uh but that play that movie just has like a i i did show that to, to amy and she did she did like that one okay. and there's you know anytime the number 37 gets brought up we, we look at each other like 37 uh just without fail whatever whatever the context is uh so it's just like this little little moment that we share from from uh 37 so if you yeah. you know uh, it's it's a fun movie. I, I like that one. What, what about what about you? What was, what was the heart well, of your nineties? I, I think I was going to bring up Kevin Smith as well. I think it's it's interesting. I think I think I watched that the first time with you. I think we we probably went through a whole bunch of Kevin Smith. It was probably like yeah, Clerks, Mallrats, you know. Um, I, and and Clerks is an interesting one because it was very of the time. You know, sure, yeah. Could a you know I, what were they like, twenty, twenty one, twenty two? So I, th- they were like a yeah. year or two out of high school. All all those characters, and so could a twenty year old pick up Clerks now and and still be able to relate with some of the stuff? I don't know. You know, maybe the conversations, but yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's interesting. I do think it, I think there is something to say for movies that don't involve like look that was black and white the whole thing, right? And yeah. so like it. And it doesn't rely heavily on technology to tell the story. And I do think that those those type of movies have a better shot of holding up, you know, something where you're not watching like the net or something, you know, where, where you're trying to, you're just, I can't, I can't, whatever, the, like the movie wasn't good. But what if, even if it was great, it would just be really hard to just watch. I'm going to hack into this, you know, Apple IIe, you know, and this, big glowing green screen and you know it's just the dial-up sounds like just really it would it pulls you out of the moment sure uh and there were you know and the conflicts that can be easily easily resolved by internet searches or cell phone calls things like that you know it's it's a little bit harder to watch i think movies now that where you're like oh god that'd be so simple to just solve this conflict with like a quick phone call uh but I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying that 20 year olds now would love it, but I'm saying that there's the barrier will just be that it's not very well acted. <laughs> you know, pro- probably 
Probably we can like I, I I loved the movie, but even the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, they're not great actors, but I'm I'm digging the dialogue, you know. Uh, so there's there's barriers but like that. Nine, I mean, 18, 19 year old Jason Mewes, like. <laughs> I mean, even like the side like the side characters that feel like people that they just literally found on the street and were like, hey, we're filming something in here real quick. Can you come in here and just look through some eggs? Uh, you know, it's, it's some some rando off the street's like, sure, I'll do it. Uh, you know probably the production value and some of the like the cast and stuff maybe isn't yeah. quite as great but i don't know i'd be curious that was like i've shown my wife a lot of comedies from a lot of different decades and that's one that she she liked okay so i'm putting that on the maybe maybe it could still hold up list okay now another maybe. one that i enjoyed in the 90s was austin powers um, oh gosh, yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw all the Austin Powers. Now I think the third one came out in the two thousands. I'm positive it did. Yeah. Um, because I know Austin Powers two came out in 1999. So, but I saw them all in theaters, and they were really funny. They were really funny in the nineties. I, the last time I saw them, I watched them, at, as a little marathon, on like New Year's Day. 2011. Yeah, I think it was like New Year's Eve 2011, New Year's Day 2012, something like that. Um, yeah. And they were, they were fine, I think. You know, I think that the first one, when I was a kid, the first one was the funniest movie I'd ever seen. Sure. You know, when I was like 13, 14, something like that. Just the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Um, and I, th I think I do still enjoy the third one. It's pretty quotable. But, but yeah, that's not I one. Third, I think the third one might be the best. Of the I think three, it is. But... I think it is. But that's yeah. also not one that I'm, like, rushing to show my kids anytime soon. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of part. Like, I didn't get into the Ace Ventura, like, mm. the early 90s Adam Sandler. Like, th like there were kids you know, that I went to high school with that are like walking around and bending over and spreading their butt cheeks and like talking with their butts. And, and I just, you know, and, it, and it's not like, Oh, I'm, I'm too good for this kind of humor, but it was just like, they were so irritating. The kids that I knew that liked that stuff were so obnoxious that there was a, like, I just can't with Jim Carrey. I just can't with Adam Sandler. Yeah. 1998 wedding singer comes out. Okay. Like the, you get me in the door with baseball. You get me in the door with music. So sure, sure. A guy, a guy playing guitar and singing at weddings. I'm like, go on. You have my interest. <laughs> and and actually, that was a pretty enjoyable film. And I I, I did like that one. Um, there was a lot of Adam Sandler know, in the in the 90s. A lot of Adam Sandler. I, we'll talk more about this later. But I just you know studios find a successful formula and they're kind of like, all right, all right. People seem to like this Adam guy from uh, SNL. Let's make as many of these movies as we can. Sure. Uh, and you end up with, with gems like Airheads, and uh, which was probably I, my second favorite Adam Sandler movie. I, we, second that, I would, don't know if I'd call that an Adam Sandler movie, though. Well, he's he's in it. Is he not in it? I, I yeah, he's in it. I don't know. You want to call it a Steve Buscemi? Movie? I think of like the Happy Gilmore, uh, Billy Madison, Waterboy, yeah. like him as the the, know, the lead. I know, I know, but I just, I just wanted to throw that one out because that was another '90s movie that wasn't bad. Um, Biodome, not Adam Sandler, okay. but just I don't know, no, probably Shore. <laughs> and that ended like I can't believe they made an army movie with Polly Shore. I can't, 
I haven't I haven't had the strength yet to talk to my kids about Polly Shore. I just he just I know came it's out a with a new movie. That parents need to have with their children. Did he really? Did you see? He just came out with he a new not. movie. Don't 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 make stuff up on the podcast. Oh my goodness! This is I was shocked. It popped up somehow in my feed of new Polly Shore movie, uh, where he's like a guy that's living in a boathouse and the or like a pool house, and some new people buy the house, and but he comes with the house, and so hijinks and is it called guest house maybe maybe, or is it how it ends? Let's check out no, guest I think house. It might be yep. guest house. But yeah. Okay, right now, currently rate, rated a 4.4 on IMDb. A newly engaged couple <laughs> buys their dream house, but it comes with one small catch, a perennial party animal who lives in the guest house. Encino Man was a funny movie with Polly Shore. I did like that uh, as a kid. Good. It made me wear sweater vests. I think we've talked about that before, but, uh, you know, Brandon Fraser looked good in them, so I thought, why not me? Sure. Oh, I don't look like Brandon Fraser, but, you know, hey, that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Have you seen see, Brandon Fraser I... now? I got you now, bud. Uh, I like Ground, Groundhog Day '93. Yep, Anything Bill Day Murray was, was in, in the '90s was that was that was. Can, good. can I say I I also have never cared for like the like movies like What About Bob, where like there's okay. an obvious like interloper that I'm supposed to empathize with, but like all I can do is feel bad. It's like Tom and Jerry, like where I'm supposed to like the mouse, but like all the mouse does is invade the house and like cause problems, and the cat's trying to get the mouse out, which seems like maybe the cat's job. And all the mouse does is completely destroy and eviscerate the cat. Uh, I, I I feel bad for for the for Richard Dreyfus. I don't. Sure. Bob is a terrible human being. Like, what's Bob doing? I hated that movie. Hated it. It's the yeah. only Bill Murray movie that I think I've ever just just outright hated. God. Sorry. Discretion. Diversion there. <laughs> um, I think we also saw like the. Uh, the American Pie stuff. Now, I, I wasn't yeah, yeah. I wasn't really into the American Pie stuff, but I know that that, that was a big movie. Like the American Pie, uh, something about Mary. You kind of got like the raunchier comedies that were coming out. Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller comedies. Were yeah, uh, yeah. He had his like little run of, of films. I there's some underrated Ben Stiller gems, by the way, uh, that we could. I, I, like I, this, I, I don't want to turn this into a my favorite movie uh, podcast. So, if you're looking for some Ben Stiller Rex, come come message me. I got you covered. Um. So so yeah. So so teenage years, nineties. Uh. Yeah. There was there were some some good ones. Um. I honestly like I can't think of like at the time it was probably like Austin Powers was probably some of my favorite but yeah something that would hold up that i could watch now yeah maybe like a groundhog day um something like yeah that. I, I, I think that holds up pretty well yeah, yeah mystery men 99 i just wanted to make sure it made the oh, cut yeah they, boy i haven't seen mystery men in 20 zero years. effect oh zero effect was good um okay so then we get into like uh, adulthood so the the 2000s what, what were some highlights for you in the 2000s? Oh, man. Uh, so the 2000s were interesting, right? Um, just, like life stage-wise, because it kind of it covers like a pretty big uh, change, like the end of college into like marriage and things like that. Um, a lot of good Pixar films, you know, in the 2000s. Comedies? Uh, Could those be considered comedies? What would you call... 
the Pixar, like how would you categorize them? Uh... Like a Toy Story, which, you know, it's like a comedy, an animated comedy, right? I I think of them as like family movies. What can't family? I mean, like we're talking rom coms. I mean, like movie genres to me is a little bit like musical genres. Okay. Like I can say, what, what's your favorite style of music? And you can tell me, I like I like rock and roll. And like that doesn't really mean anything anymore. <laughs> like what are you like? What what does that what does that mean? What kind of like you need to be more specific? Like, Hard what kind rock, of soft music rock, does, electro rock. Yeah, what are we talking like night like Buddy Holly? Like we're talking like nineteen fifties, like uh, Johnny B. Good style. Are we talking Chuck Berry, or are we talking like you know, eighties? You know, yeah, give me glam rock. Give me what are we talking indie rock, alt rock? What you know? It, it. I don't know. What is Taylor Swift right? Pop. What do you call it? But it's not just pop, right? It's she's got influences from all sorts of genres of music that kind of like fuse together. It's a cop out just to say it's pop. It doesn't it doesn't really describe it. How can you call that pop and then call like Mariah Carey's nineteen nineties work pop and then call what Madonna does it's the same pop stuff. And, and then is Beyonce it? saying pop? It's not all the it's same all stuff. Pop. It's all very different. It's all very different. It's coming from different places, different people writing it, different different influences. Uh, and you can't just, Honestly, you, can't just broad, you can't just broad stroke things anymore. I'm not super familiar with Taylor Swift. Well, you know, it's just an, just an example. Okay. Um, she she's fantastic, and she and and there's a lot of really great artists out there. But most of the great artists, you can't pigeonhole them into like one style of music because they, they draw influences from a lot of different styles. And movies are that way. Like, it's hard to find a comedy that's just straight comedy that's sure. no action and it's got no drama, it's got no romance and it, it's got no no family elements into it. So look, if we're cutting out, if you want, if you want to say animated films don't count, that's fine. That's fine. You tell me some of your favorite 2000s. Um, so 2000s, I think uh, some of like the Edgar Wright stuff. So we got like oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Yes. You know, like in that 20, yes. 2000 to 2010 era. Um, Love that. Those, I, I really enjoyed those. Um, there was kind of the the rapid rise of like the napoleon dynamite which which really took off and i saw it once in theaters and was like i don't get it but then i kept thinking oh, really? about it and then i went to see it again and then it was really funny the second time so really okay uh, yeah. that's the that is like almost exactly the opposite experience of most people with napoleon dynamite really <laughs> or like i think i think they liked it the first time and then maybe upon further viewings were kind of like Oh no! The first time I saw it, I didn't get it, and then I. But then, like, it took me like a week, and I just thought about it, and I I thought about all the parts, and I was like, that was funny, and oh yeah, that was okay. funny. I, I think there's diff there's different kinds of comedies, and you know, like just within I know I know we were just, I was just talking about music genres and things like that, but even like without even like if you forget the broad like action comedy drama, forget forget all those terms. Sure. But just there's there's the the way that the humor is delivered, whether it's satire or like through like setups, like surprise setups, um, you know, movies like The Hangover or Which you know, Anchorman, yeah, 40 Virgin, yeah. Virgin are all, all very funny in, in their own different ways and have their own like kind of way of delivering the comedy to you. Um, in a movie like Napoleon Dynamite, the, char the character himself, either you, you thought he was funny or you thought he was obnoxious. And ba basically like whatever side of the spectrum you fell in on that, that's what, you know, I liked the movie, I thought he was funny or wow, that kid is like super annoying. That movie sucked. <laughs> and there is like a needle that can move 
on when it's like a character based, like whether it's like Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler doing like these wacky slapstick. There's a needle where like at some point you've just seen too much Jim Carrey and it's like, sure. okay, all right, Ace, Ace Ventura and a liar, liar, and the guy's just made of rubber and I don't want to watch the mask anymore. And now I don't like it. And that's yeah. nothing, really nothing to do with the movie itself, just the delivery. And then there's other ones like where it's the surprise of the comedy. Um, I remember watching like a show when I was a kid where like, they brought in comedians and it was like a game show and they're just basically trying to uh, make the contestant or the contestants laugh. Like, they laugh, they lose money. And this guy gets up there and the first joke he says, he says, well, I just got crack in my town. It's about time. <laughs> and there was just something about the delivery. And I just thought that was so funny. Like, and I just laughed. I was like, I don't know. I was like a kid. I don't even know what crack was, but it just, it just made me laugh. I was like, Oh, it's so funny. It's delivery. And the, and the contestant laughed and then great. That joke's good once. And it was, it's not even good. Like, like let's, let's just be clear, but the delivery was great, but there was, there will never be a second delivery of that joke that makes me laugh. You know, it was like that first moment, I wasn't expecting the punchline. The punchline came, the punchline got me and I laughed as a kid and like, oh, it's funny. But there's never another moment where that joke's gonna land. And there are movies like that where you watch them once and there's like a surprise sure. punchline or a thing that happens and you laugh and it's hysterical. And then you try to watch it again. And it's like, oh, I know, I know that's coming or I know this guy's stick. Uh, and so I think Napoleon Dynamite can have that kind of reviewing fatigue. Sure, sure. Uh, when you kind of know the jokes are coming, you kind of know the anyway. And, anyway. and yeah, I I think that came out around two thousand four, and I think I saw it a couple times over the next few years. But it's been it's been well over ten years since I've seen that movie. Did what did you think of like the like the Will Ferrell? Did you did you get into like so brothers I, and? I I enjoyed the Will Ferrell stuff. I enjoyed Anchorman. I enjoyed uh, you know the little part he had in Wedding Crashers. Um, Did you watch Old School? You're my boy. I liked I liked Old School. Yeah, Um, he did kind of get to that point though, where then he was putting out. It was just another Will Ferrell movie. You know, there was one where he was like a soccer coach, (laughs) and I remember I saw like the poster and I was like I don't care you know and so kind of like what you were talking about with with the the Jim Carrey like okay like oh that was kind of funny and and yeah that was funny and then and then it was like oh okay now I'm tired of this you know and kind of like what you mentioned earlier where the movie studios are like oh this is this is really hot right now let's do as much of it as we can and yes we're going to yeah. burn it out but we're going to make as much money as we can and I think Will yeah, Ferrell was ride, ride the wave all last. Yeah, Will Ferrell was was very much that. And and I think, you know, you kind of see that where Anchorman was a huge hit when it came out, and then Anchorman Two came yeah. out like ten years later, maybe more. Way too late. Maybe more than that. And and I don't think it did Just very well in in the box yeah. office. Yeah, the two thousands also had a lot of like the Judd Apatow stuff. Um, you know, like knocked up and and things like that. Uh, yeah, Pineapple Express. Um, so or the you know like the Seth Rogen. Actually, I don't know if Judd Apatow did Pineapple Express, but you know the the Seth Rogen the yeah, yeah, comedies yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, did you did you like Super Bad? Did you get into that at all? You know, I didn't really get into Super Bad. I remember watching it and thinking it was fine. Uh, did yeah. you get into that? I think it was too old. I might I, I, I might have been I, on I the just don't like I don't like. I don't like teens. Yeah, you know, you know me. Yeah, I, I was a curmudgeon from a very early age. I didn't even like. Yeah, I didn't like most. I, I liked teen movies when I was 
preteen and then as soon as i like i should have liked the american pies when i was in high school and i just did i'm like that's not my high school experience like so it's like pre-high school watching high school movies was like really interesting because i'm like oh that's what it's going to be like yeah and then as soon as i was in high school it's like okay my experience is nothing nothing like these movies like they are just aren't these pockets of cool kids walking around and like, you know, nerds and, you know, it was just kind of like more of a melting pot and everyone's for the most part, pretty chill with each other. And it's like, okay, well, this is just, I guess that wouldn't make a very interesting movie. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, I saw this kid. He was smart. And I said, hello. And then there was this <laughs> other kid who played football and I was like, what's up. And then we were like in a play together and it was like, okay, cool. And then like we did homework and yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just, maybe I just didn't, I didn't live it up enough in high school. But. Now, when I We're did like, I, I did like 40 year old virgin. And so Here are five movies matching Borat. <laughs> it's not, a, it's not a podcast. If Siri doesn't chime in. Yeah, Thank you, right. Siri. Five movies that match Borat. She says Borat subsequent movie film. Okay. Uh, so Carmen sequel. meets Borat, the best of Borat and Borat's television program. I wow, did Siri. That is very specific. I did not know all those existed. Also on the list, Borat. So there you go. See, I never saw Borat. I never, I see. That's one thing that I never got into was the Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. Um, just, just not much interest of like going around and tricking people, making them look stupid. There, there's the two thousands were a lot. I mean, we could we could really spend an, the rest of the podcast just walking through two thousands comedies because I did see just this is probably the decade that I've seen the most. Like this is where we getting free movies with our with our buddy who worked at at the movie theater, yeah. you know, and and then stretching into like my DVD obsession and mixed in with cable and and then Netflix Netflix discs back in the day getting sent sure, to the home. Sure. Uh, so you know, it's like okay, I'll take a chance in some of these, you know, watching something like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and that was, was you know, it's funny, it was interesting. Um, I but most like Super Troopers and um, oh, that, I really that, like Super Troopers. I liked at the time, but it's been almost 20 years since Super Troopers. I tried to watch that again. Uh, it just didn't know, hold some up. magic is definitely gone. Didn't hold for me. It didn't. It didn't like. I don't know. I tried it. Office Space. I loved. We didn't talk about Office Space. I showed oh, that to Amy, office who used to work in an office. Had that on the list. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we got to watch this one. And it it was it. Just, she I think she liked it fine, but okay. it just I don't know. It was, I'm at, it, I've struggled to find like one of those comedies that was that was great for me when I was younger that still really resonates today with 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 the wife. Hmm. She fell asleep in Austin Powers. Did I mention that she she did not like the Austin Powers? It's like oh we're gonna watch these. She's she, as soon as as soon as like the the fat bastards like yeah. you know the fart and the poops and stuff. She's like all right I'm I'm tuning out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so so two thousands. You know, we also got. Um, <laughs> I you know I in preparation for this episode, I kind of went through IMDb and just kind of looked at some of the some of the top comedies of each decade. Um, one that popped up for the two thousands was Tropic Thunder, which it's an interesting one. Yeah, I was going to mention that. At the I end. I haven't seen that since it came out. I I don't know if that would be one that you could really i don't know it's it's when we when we kind of wrap back around to talking about like you know how things hold up and stuff that one presents a very interesting 
discussion. We can, I guess, maybe maybe we'll lump that in. Um, but yeah, like the topic of blackface has become kind of a, a, a big issue now, especially I think during especially during quarantine, people had a lot of time to like binge watch shows, and it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's an episode of The Office that they do blackface in. Like, there's wait a minute, there's episodes of Scrubs that have blackface. Like, wait, what? Like, there's you know, Community had the one of their Dungeons and Dragons episode of blackface. What? Like, that was like. That was like not that long ago. Like, what? Yeah. What are we talking about? He was like, you know, that was like less than ten years ago. We're doing face still on TV and thinking that's funny. Like, what? So I, I, this kind of you know interesting discussion. I know because I know in the movie it's presented like Robert Downey Jr. is an actor who lives off of pushing boundaries and maybe yeah. maybe just maybe this one is pushed too far and he's gone too far. Uh, but you know, is the is the satire. And the theme lost and just people kind of either now is it funny or not funny it's interesting it's just a conversation we can have it or is not. it is i remember watching it and and kind of laughing at the initial idea of it but then kind of moving into like i don't know if i should be laughing at this <laughs> am i allowed to laugh at this yeah let me tell you tom cruise tom cruise in that movie very it's great it's great yeah I also have not seen. I have, I have no idea. I haven't seen that movie since like maybe two thousand nine, so I have no idea how I would feel about it now. Yeah, I saw it right when it came out, and I haven't seen it since. So, I don't yeah, know. and probably like a lot of these comedies probably fit into that. I I rewatch when I when I rewatch like it's either like movies that I I'm showing someone that's never seen it, or it's like something that I, I'm running into again, like just for a comfort. But like I don't rewatch. I tried to rewatch City Slickers with my wife, uh, Billy Crystal. Sure. <laughs> uh, and, and there's there's some real cringy moments in that one, like that? some real some real like. Still, I think I think the movie itself is still fine. It's still funny. It's it's inter- entertaining enough, and it's not like you, you need to like toss it in the can. But there's certainly some like, hmm, hmm, hmm. some like just thematic stuff, and it's yeah, you know, it's a little. Uh, Anyway, there you go. Uh, the 2010s also have one of one of my favorite. That when I think about comedies, it's one of the first ones that comes to to mind. I don't know why. I haven't seen it in a number of years. I feel like I should watch it again because, in my mind, I really like it. And and it's Big Trouble, that came out in like 2001, 2002. It was supposed to come out like the week that 9/11 happened, and it involves sneaking bombs onto planes. And so they pushed right. it back, uh, pushed it out some. Um, but that movie, it, it's really funny. I need to watch it again, but in my mind, the movie, it's a really funny movie. <laughs> that movie has the, uh, the moment that I still think of every time I go to an airport where these like Johnny Knoxville and like uh, Tom Sizemore, I think yeah. are driving to the airport yeah. and they're like, well, arriving at the airport, but we want to depart yeah. on a oh, plane. We're departing. What are we <laughs> start looking at it. I think just without fail, I guess I don't have to drive to the airport much anymore these days, which is nice. But every time I drive to the airport, I would make that joke to whoever was sitting next to me. I'm like, wait, we're arriving, but we're, we want to depart. What do we do? And they're like, and no one had ever, no one had ever seen the movie. So everyone just like, you know, would always just look at me like, what are you, an idiot? Like, Come on, big trouble, big trouble. Come on, it's funny. So. That movie was funny, by the way. It was, it was funny. underrated. Okay, so now we're getting into our uh, more more middle aged time. We got like the twenty tens, and into our like thirties. Uh, 
Now I so okay so this is interesting. As I went through IMDb looking for kind of the top comedies, not right, right. many just straight up comedies. There's a lot of movies that are action comedies. So you're getting, sure. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man and Jumanji and things like that. Uh, but not not so much just like comedies. So do you do you have any what what are your thoughts on that on kind of comedies and yeah. and where they you know are are we just kind of getting comedy moved into other things is this kind of the marvel effect on movies and comedies it is just big movies that have enough comedy in it that it then gets that kind of sub thing in in IMDb Yeah I like I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of factors. I think the Marvel factor, like this big budget blockbuster superhero, I think there that's a I think that is a factor. I think that it's probably a lot harder to write a like a, a straight comedy or even like a rom com, and then take that to a studio and be like, all right, I need a hundred million to make this. Let's go. Uh, you know when they can spend you know you know another add another hundred million to that, and make a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie or a DC movie. And then just like, and then print print their money after it. Uh, I think you're seeing less family comedies because of the rise of like you know just Disney and Pixar and like the you know, animated films. And then you you get like lower budget uh, family stuff. So like like Princess Bridey stuff like that. I just don't I don't think you see as much anymore. I think streaming services play into that a lot because now there's like another avenue for like indie films to like be released for a viewing audience. And I think it's harder probably for just the average person to find out, like if you just ever take it, take time to scroll the comedy section on like Netflix or Hulu or prime, you're going to find just, just oodles of movies that you've never heard of. And you can even, you know, try to cross reference like IMDb scores or Rotten Tomato scores or Metacritic scores, or however you like to uh, review your movies. And you'll probably, probably find some that are really highly rated and, and, and probably some gems. And maybe you're maybe you're the kind of person who will just click on a movie sight unseen. Oh, I haven't heard of any of these actors. The plot looks interesting, and I'll click it. Or maybe maybe you need a little bit more than that. Uh, I used to pre kids. <laughs> I would actively seek through and try to find like little indie gems of like comedies, dramas, you know, action, but just things that I never okay. I've never heard of this. This looks really interesting, and I would put them on my list, and I would actively build my queue. And now my queue is like dormant. It's just like a you know a, a, a barren wasteland sure. <laughs> it's like so if i've never heard of it i'm probably not going to watch it because it's just like i don't I, time is more limited um like yeah. like this was the hardest decade for me to come up with like comedies that i saw and liked uh, you, know, you got you got some sequels you got a lot of like com- uh, genre blurring um and you and you got movies i'm sure really funny like i'm sure like i want to see jojo rabbit I have not seen Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, you know, there are things that looked funny to me that I just never got around to watching. Um, you know, this is this is the decade that I went to the movie theater the least sure. of all the decades of my life. Uh, I guess I, we're not off to a great start in the in the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, you know, yeah, it's a. Uh, so I don't know. The Pixar stuff is probably like the I don't, if we're counting superhero, like the Deadpool stuff. Uh, you know, it's funny. I guess it's uh, that's comedy-ish, right? Comedy adjacent. Yeah, 
I don't know. So did I mean, with, so, did you come okay, up with something so, that you liked? So IMDB. Okay, I'm just gonna kind of rattle off, you know, kind of what they have now. I just checked the comedy box and went from 2010 to 2019. So the number okay. one comedy in IMDb is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin I didn't Tarantino. See that, but that wasn't funny, right? It's it's what a Quentin it? Tarantino like docu drama. Okay. <laughs> like, um, okay, interesting. I guess it has enough comedy that Ooh. it got the comedy tag. What's up? I liked Bridesmaids a lot back when that first came out. Oh, like that was like 2001. Oh, okay. I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling and Juliet Moore and Emma Stone. Uh, Parasite, which is like a yeah, I, thriller. That's uh, is, yeah. I don't, is that a funny? I I didn't see it. I don't think that. <laughs> I know, like you and I were talking pre. Uh, show about how a lot of people would put American Psycho as a comedy. Yeah. I think there's there's, yeah. there's a whole world of like this cross uh, genre pollination, and uh, uh, comedy is not the first thing that comes to mind for uh, most of these. Yeah, you know Thor Ragnarok. Okay, Thor Ragnarok, very funny, funny movie. Very funny movie. On my first thought is, oh, action adventure. It's an action adventure movie. Sure, but I, you know, that that's kind of. The big one that I've seen, that's the first one that I've seen. I haven't seen the other three, but that one is, you know, from what I've seen, the top comedy of the 2010s. Very funny movie. I don't, I, I don't, would I, you know, if people were asking for comedies, I don't know if that would be like, oh, you should watch Thor Ragnarok. I don't know. Maybe people do. Maybe, maybe when people are talking about comedies, that's, that's what comes up. But it's, it, it was very interesting to look through the list and to see yeah. things that I wouldn't necessarily categorize as a comedy that are like taking up the entire list of comedies. Yeah. And I don't I, like, and I, I don't know. And maybe this is a good time to start transitioning the conversation, but I, I don't, I don't know. If, like, I don't have strong feelings as to whether or not that's good or bad. Um, I like, I like my movies to be more than one thing. So I don't mind having something like I, I, I think Marvel's at its best when it's being funny sure. and then transitions into being dramatic and then transitions into action and you get like basically everything. Um, you know, it's like it's like having a meal instead of having, a, you know, just like you know, eating one thing. You get like a full three course or seven course meal. You get all you get all the feelings. You walk out, you're, you get, you've, you've had a, maybe a tear in your eye. You've chuckled with your belly and you've been on the edge of your seat. Like that's a good night. That's a good night at the movies. Sure. Uh, and I, so I, I don't know that like it's you know that it's necessarily a bad thing. I do think that there's we're in a transitional period too in terms of like our societal evolution. I think that we've kind of reached some new touchstones of like understanding the need for representation and just getting different voices involved in the creative process. And I think that uh, probably we've seen a lot of movies where we got people got away with just putting faces on a screen or writing a character into something uh, and just calling that a representation of the people group uh, versus like actually having people of color, women, uh, you know, LGBTQ community involved in like the actual creative process. 
And so I think that you, you get a lot of like maybe some disingenuine characters like the, the I mean, how long how long was the joke about the, the, the black guy who would die in a horror movie? Like like first like that's been around. I, I, remember, I remember that as a kid. Yeah. Like, like they're almost like red, red shirts in Star Trek. Like that's like horrible that that's like or, or like in a, in a comedy, like a sassy, a sassy black friend or something like that or a sassy gay friend or something, you know, just to kind of like put a little bit of representation, but never as like the lead character and never written from the voice that the character possesses. And, and I really think, you know, we're seeing that change for the better. But I do think there is like in the 2010s, you're seeing studios kind of being aware of like some of these shifting attitudes with like the Me, Me Too mu- movement and more recently the Black Lives Matter movement and trying to like make money off of that without actually doing like the systemic work to build the framework to produce the right kind of voices. And so I do think you you get really movies that don't really satisfy anyone. Sure. Uh, I, I do, that was also a problem of like the, the late the later 2010s. Um, and then people will, you know, blame the idea of representation on some of those like failures. And that's not really what's happening, at least in my opinion. And and maybe my opinion shouldn't matter that much about this uh, anyway. But just I, I think that I, I'm excited. I think the next 10 years, we're going to get better stories told from a, a much wider, diverse subset of people. This can be more interesting. I think with the rise of different streaming services, we're going to have more opportunities to see those films in the comfort of our own home. And hopefully we'll be able to discover some new material, uh, or, you know, like with smaller budgeted indie stuff. I'm, I'm hoping that there'll be a way for that to go. I do think also, and we haven't talked about it much in this podcast, but you've heard me rant about it before. The TV plays a big role in this mm-hmm. that I think a lot of, you know, when you wanted to tell a comedy story, it used to be, you know, it had to be told in a, in a movie format. And now it, you're seeing a lot of great writers go to TV and a lot of great actors go to TV. And we have a lot of really funny laugh out loud television right now. Uh, and so, you know, you, you can't really get the, and then you used to think, oh, we can't get the Marvel stuff on TV. And then WandaVision comes out and start, we got the Mandalorian. And so I just, I think you're starting to see that television really take over some of that storytelling uh, room that used to be monopolized by movies as well. But yeah. I've been talking for too long. You, you talk, bro. Well, and I think that having, like, like you mentioned, having more choices with the streaming services, I think is a really good point. You know, people, I think, are more willing to give things a shot that are just showing up on these straight to straight to Netflix, straight to Disney+. Plus. You know, I remember yeah. back in the 2000s, if something came out straight to DVD, you you don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. It yeah. means that it's not... Aladdin too. Yeah, you know, like how, how many comedies went straight to DVD <laughs> that that then just have like a horrible cover and it's... What's up? Do you, do you remember... You remember you used to work at Blockbuster? I and did. you came home one day with like boxes of like just straight to DVD films, like just these, like you had like boxes and boxes. They were, I don't know if they were DVDs or maybe they were VHSs. They, uh, they were VHSs because we were transitioning out of VHSs into DVDs. And so I just, oh I just was able to load up. I think I got them for 10 cents or something like that. And so you spend 20 bucks and get a, a box full of stuff. But yeah. I don't, I, I gotta look it up. I watched, uh, I think I only watched one of them. It was like a random one with Ernie Hudson. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And I don't remember what the movie was, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I worked at Blockbuster during the VHS. I used to have to put the VHSs inside the rewinders when people didn't rewind, and it used to annoy <laughs> me. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so so having the opportunities to put things straight to Netflix. I mean, honestly, like stuff that goes straight to Netflix, you get a, a Netflix original and it almost does carry some kind of clout with it. It's like, oh, it's like a Netflix original. I'll give that a shot because yeah. Netflix put it out. Where 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. If it's not in theaters, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm not going to watch a straight to DVD movie you know and right. streaming wasn't a thing back then but you know or 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 like a made for tv movie i don't care i you know <laughs> don't advertise a, a straight to tv movie to me because i'm not going to watch it and so i think that especially when you have these smaller budgets because and granted netflix is still putting out you know 100 plus million dollar movies sure but but netflix can put out a smaller uh lower budget comedy and that can work for them and they can put it out and it can get views and it can become trending you know all of a sudden you've got i've got movies on this top 10 trending that i've never heard of before you know and that's and that's neat and that's exciting for the people that are making that stuff so so yeah, so I'm I'm I am very interested to see where comedies go. You know, we are seeing comedies get mixed in with a lot of stuff. I I enjoy Marvel when they do comedy stuff. You know, you when you have the Ant Man, when you have the Guardians, all that stuff. Um, you know, and I'm sure we'll get back to a point because trends come and go where we get straight slapstick you know <laughs> ace ventura type movies you know again one day but but for right now i'm i'm really curious to see where we go and what we do in the 2020s with the comedy genre so yeah. I, I i watched uh, palm springs which was a hulu film uh i i thought it was pretty enjoyable uh so that was a nice little uh, i i call it a date night but really uh that's just what we call watching a movie together after the kids have gone to sleep. There you go. <laughs> but uh, Andy Samberg and uh, Chris, Christina Milotti, it was, it was cute. J.K. Simmons, who's always a scene stealer. And I heard good things he about that. Call. I remember seeing a trailer. Yeah. So. If you guys have Hulu, you should watch. Give it a chance. Watch I it. I don't. It's a little ground. Like, hey, anything that follows the Groundhog Day formula, you know, it's got a, it's got a way into my heart. But it's true. But yeah, I, th- I think this movie pulls it out uh, pretty well. I think it's, it's, it's a cute little film. Um, yeah, I I like to see, I'd like to see more of that. I I don't know. I'm I'm excited to for more stories to be told and and for there to be more avenues for independent filmmakers to to really get their voices heard and to ho- hopefully streaming can really be a part of that. Uh, we'll see. Cool. Do you have any closing thoughts, Charlie? I'm wrapping up. Okay. Uh, you know what? I would say uh, if you can, let us know in the comments some of your favorite comedies and. What's held up for you? What hasn't held up for you? There's a bigger conversation to be had here uh, that we're, than we're going to have tonight. Uh, that maybe maybe for another time on here. Certainly, it's been discussed on other places that you can find as to like you know uh, comedies and uh, you know how how they you know what do you do with like content that maybe is like a little offensive. You get the warning sure. labels and some of the Disney Plus stuff. Um, I, I shouldn't say maybe a little offensive. Some of it's it's just horrifically offensive. Uh, and just just downright racist or, or or misogynistic or you know just really insensitive material. So I, I I don't mean to diminish or downplay that. Some some of it it's 
just depending on the movie is just you know oh my gosh uh and some of it is like oh okay yeah i can see why people wouldn't wouldn't like that anymore um so you, you kind of have a, a full spectrum yeah. of, of regrettable decisions that have been made by by television sure, and by sure, film sure. there's a broader conversation to be had there but i i just i would encourage you guys to just in, enjoy uh the movies that you enjoy and share them with the people that you love. Um, but I will say that I, I feel like comedies is kind of like the champagne of movies. When you, you when it comes out, you pop that top, you enjoy it, and then and you consume it and don't don't save it <laughs> because it is hard to go back ten years later and it introduce is. people to, to comedies. It's a little bit trickier. Uh, I think they they are best viewed in the time that they are made and enjoyed then, and then the ones that really are meaningful to you, you'll carry further into the future but it is it's hard to get the kids or the or, or your spouse excited about things that they haven't seen from like 20 years ago it's just hard uh, I, I agree oh, i'm sorry i'm also supposed to say contractually that if you enjoyed this video uh down below there'll be some suggestions of other videos of ours that you should absolutely click on you don't even have to watch them just clicking on them helps us out uh you don't have to even like our videos uh you can just like and subscribe and then just tune out uh leave the video on in the background and go cook your family you know some some food go go watch a different podcast on a different uh you know thing it helps us out we appreciate it and we enjoy sharing this time with you and brody can i just say your beard looks extra fantastic tonight oh thank you it's getting very gray i love it <laughs> old gray beard himself yeah any closing closing thoughts for you b no, I think I'm good. You know, I I think that uh, you kind of you kind of hit it. You know, there's there's movies that I think hold up well, and there's movies that don't. So when the comedies come out, eloquently said, watch them, enjoy them, love them, because you don't know what might happen in yeah. twenty years. You never know when you're going to get a little older and realize that the movie Big was super creepy. Super so just creepy. enjoy them while you can. <laughs> Super creepy. All right. We'll talk to you guys All later. Right. See you next time. Bye. Adios.